0: Hello and welcome once again to another MyTunes podcast here at ManxRadio.com.
1: Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. My
0: My MyTunes guest this week is Guy Thompson, MBE, who has done so much for scouting here on the Isle of Man. We're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk a lot about his music choices and about a lot of the things he's done elsewhere. Guy, welcome to MyTunes. Yeah, thank you. And congratulations, first of all, on the MBE. Now, I have to ask, did you see it coming?
2: Um, Well, the governor did ring me about six weeks beforehand but I was under strict instructions not to mention to anybody except my wife um, and which is which is true and then of course we got a letter from the governor on the 29th of December and across the envelope said Guy Thompson MBE and of course therefore all of the postmen would know and everybody <laughs> else uh, but it was announced that night on the in the London Spectator
0: it's actually written on the envelope, is it? Yeah. It says,
2: oh,
1: wow. Yeah, wow. so
0: the secret was out. Get well and truly <laughs> out. Well and truly out. Well, congratulations. I mean, it's been a lifetime's work for you but particularly working with children with special needs and that was the initiative that really took off
2: in the last couple of years wasn't it? Well no it goes beyond then I became the Iron Commission in 2013 and in 2015 I did a lot of legwork going to the education people uh, the schools King Williams College to see if we were able to form groups outside of school hours and took a lot of work but eventually I think it was 2015-16. We formed first Rainbow Scout Group, which is a, a group that meets outside of school hours, and that's largely successful and it's very well run. And um, as I said, they, they meet every week. I think it's about five o'clock in the evening. Um, but then I felt that we could offer scouting to more children, and clearly the way forward would be to actually do scouting in schools. Um, We felt at first that we would be scouting actually in the school, but then I realised it wouldn't be conducive to having scout lessons or scout activities in a school. So they come to us four times a week, and it's various mornings or afternoons, and it's at our scout campsite, which is the top end of Silverdale Glen. And there we can have bushfires, uh, bushcraft, uh, we have archery, uh, axe throwing, we have a climbing wall, Uh, and we can camp there as well. So that was fantastic. So that's where we generally meet. Uh, Sometimes we go out into other areas and do orienteering, but whatever we do in the uh, SPC units, it's all mainstream scouting. Am
0: I right in saying that the initiative to
2: include children from special needs backgrounds was a first? Well, it's a first for us on the Isle of Man, but I believe it's a first also in the United Kingdom. I've been trying to get uh, other Leaders, volunteers uh, in inclusion and diversity in the UK to see if they are doing anything similar. And they're not. What they do do in certain areas is they do scouting in special schools, but they don't, the scouting actually takes place in the school Mm. rather than out in the field, so to speak. So I think we're virtually a one off. Only last week I had an email from a leader in Birmingham. So I don't know how the word is spreading, but this was in Birmingham and they wanted to set up something like we're doing here. So obviously I'll be giving them advice. That's great. The word is out. This is good. This
0: is good. And you're going to spread it further. Musically,
2: where are we going to start your musical journey this week? Well, (laughs) it started many years ago in in the early 1960s. My mother thought I should be going to do piano lessons with a lady called Mavis Kelly, and she'd be very well known to a lot of musicians on the Isle of Man. And I can't remember now, I think I was doing piano lessons for two or three years, and at the end of that, all I could play was Three Blind Mice. And incidentally, I can still play that now, that's the only tune I know. (laughs) Then Mum sent me back to Mavis Kelly to do singing lessons, and I went. actually took part in the Guild. So I'd been probably nine years old. And I went three times, the first time to the Guild, I came third, which is absolutely wonderful. Second time, I think I was 13th out of 15. And the very last time, I was last. So, Mum gave up on my musical skills, which I think was a disappointment because her sister was in over here, Ivy Benson's girl band, I think it was
0: called. Oh yes, the uh, the all-women big band. Very much so.
2: Yeah, so I, I think it was a great disappointment. Later on, when I was probably about 11 or 12 years old, I joined the school band playing a guitar all i could do was a few chords not very much but one of the tunes that we did practice and we did uh, perform was delaney had a donkey so that would be my first choice of music brings back a lot of memories i haven't heard it 20 30 years i don't think i
0: have either (laughs) but we will now here he is val dunican
3: now Delaney had the donkey that everyone admired temporarily lazy and permanently tired. A leg at every corner, in his head and a tail to let you know which end he wanted to be fed. Riley slyly said we've underrated it. Why not train it? Then they took a rag. They rubbed it, scrubbed it, they oiled and imbricated it. Got it at the post and when the starter dropped the flag. There was Riley pushing it, shoving it, shushing it. Oh Logan, Logan and everyone in town Lined up attacking it and shoving it and smacking it They might as well try to push the town hall down The donkey was eyeing them, openly defying them Winking, blinking and twisting out of place Riley reversing it, everybody cursing it The day Delaney's donkey ran the half mile race The muscles of the mighty never known to flinch They couldn't move the donkey a quarter of an inch Delaney lay exhausted Hanging round his throat With a grip just like a Scotsman On the five pound note Starter, carter He lined it with the rest of them When it saw them It was willing then It raced up, raced up Ready for the best of them They started off to cheer it But it changed its mind again And there was Riley Pushing it, shoving it, shushing it Hogan, Logan and Mary Ann McGrath She started poking it And grabbing it and choking it It kicked her in the bustle And it laughed he the Whigs and Conservatives, the radicals, superlatives, liberals and Tories, they hurried to the place. Stood there in unity, helping the community. The day Delaney's donkey ran the half-mile race, the crowd began to cheer it and rafferty the judge. He came up to assist him, but still it wouldn't budge. And the jockey who was riding little little John McGee was so thoroughly disgusted that he went and had his tea. Hagan Fagan were students of psychology. Swore They'd shift him with some dynamite They bought it, brought it And without apology The donkey gave a sneeze and blew the whole lot out of sight And there was Riley Pushing it, shoving it, shushing it Hogan, Logan And all the valley crew Police and auxiliary, the garrison Artillery, the second in the skillings And the lifeguards too They seized it and harried it They picked it up and carried it Cheered it, steered it to the winning place Then the bookmakers drew aside and they all committed suicide. Today Delaney's donkey won the half-mile race.
0: This week, my MyTunes guest is Guy Thompson, MBE. We know that because it said it on the envelope that arrived at his house not that long ago. Guy, it's lovely to have you with us. Where we were chatting earlier, uh, you were talking about growing up on the Isle of Man and going to the Great Palace Lido and seeing all the bands, and I know we'll get to that a little later. So although your massive piano career began and ended with Three Blind Mice, your interest in music kept going.
2: It did. Yeah. I mean, I still listen to music today. Not so much classical music, usually 1960s, 70s, maybe 80s music. That's, that's about the extent of it. But there, I think that was the highlight of, um, of pop culture in those years, to oh, my mind. Well,
0: it was, it was defining an era. It, it was, everything was changing. It was, everything was moving. Things were happening. And uh, they still are. But it was, there was so much change in the 60s. I think you're right. When did you first get involved in scouting?
2: Well, actually, I was a Boy Scout and a Scout in 1st Douglas in the late 50s and early 60s. Um, Then I left scouting and didn't really have any contact with them until my son was born and he became a beaver, which at that time was the youngest section. So um, he was with 1st Maloo for many years and indeed he's still in scouting today so he's had a career a long career in scouting which is which is marvelous but in, in recent times I was what we call a parent helper in the noughties and I then after a few years I became a cub leader and then in 2013 the island commissioner who is responsible for scouting for all of the leaders and the scouts themselves so we have about 1100 now in total which is really really good so in terms of percentage,
0: how well is scouting supported on the Isle of Man, given our 85,000, 86,000
2: people? I, I couldn't answer the percentages. Put it this way, we are the largest co-ed youth organisation on the island, and probably in Britain as well, for that matter.
0: Which is quite something in this day and age, when the polls on young people's time, there uh, so many things to be involved with compared to when we
2: were growing up, that uh, to get them into scouting, I think it's a huge achievement Mm. I started, we had about 750 and we're now up to 1100 and I think to be honest, I think we probably hit our peak because as you say, there are so many other activities of children to do but what we have been successful with um, we've introduced over the last few years, a lot of adventurous activities um, such as kayaking archery, all in house and we have our own recently built climbing wall with the generosity of manx lottery trust and we also do rock climbing so there's a lot of activities and that has i think helped bring our numbers up to where they are presently
0: and these are very real hands-on adventurous uh, pursuits that you simply cannot get using a device in your bedroom well that's it
2: that's that that is a thing and, the, and we we do k- compete with devices in bedrooms, <laughs> yeah. and we keep, obviously compete with a lot of other voluntary organisations as well. But I think we're doing very well, I and mean, we have a very, very dedicated, hardworking uh, leaders or volunteers, as we call them these days. Yeah. So yes, it's um, and parents, of course, play a very big part, because they have to come out in all weathers. I was scouting last night, and we had scouts coming out in the snow. So um, it's, it's, it's really a major commitment for the family.
0: I want to take you back to the Palace Lido. A young man going to see a fabulous rock band. And there you were. You reckon you were about 16 uh, when they
2: came? I think so. Yeah. yeah,
0: about 16. And we're talking about Cream. One of the first yep. supergroups, really.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, in those days at the Palace Lido, we had all sorts of groups coming The rolling stones amongst, okay. amongst many. And uh, albeit I didn't get to see any of those except for Cream. And I'd already was very interested in the group. I think they made one or two albums before I saw them. But there was, uh, as you remember, Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, Jack Bruce. Yep. Ginger Baker did a very, very, very long drum solo, probably 10 minutes. And the, the spectators, the fans, I think, didn't appreciate this. At least some of them didn't. And they hailed him with pennies, they threw pennies at him, and they were the big pennies in yeah. those days. Heavy, heavy pieces yeah. of metal. Yeah, and it Stuck in my memory all these years, and he actually got up and made some hand gestures and then went backstage, and I don't know I can't remember whether he came back on again or not, but I mean, it's just unbelievable what happened in those days.
0: Ah, It is, it is, and it uh, could have been very dangerous,
2: actually. Absolutely. But should we have a bit of cream? You will. The, my One of my favourite tunes was um, Sunshine Off Your Love. <laughs> It's
4: getting near dawn when lights close the tired eyes. I'll soon be.
0: thompson mbe is my MyTunes guest this week and as well as being one of the driving forces behind the scouts association of the isle of man he's also a surveyor and i'm going to have a run at this guy a diocesan surveyor as well did i get
2: that right absolutely spot on now what is a diocesan surveyor sir well i've been doing this for 20 odd years now and i'm what's called an outhouse surveyor if if for example (laughs) no
0: that 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 can't mean what I think it means (laughs) no no no
2: if I was an in-house surveyor like they would have at say York Minster there would be a team of people like me but here, I simply work on demand as I am needed but it's my responsibility to inspect the churches every five years and the parsonages every three years and anything else in between that crops up so it's a very interesting and rewarding job but That is all I do now. I'm semi-retired. I used to have private, secular clients, but I've given them all up. And simply now it's the uh, Church of England, which I really enjoy. So where did you study to become a surveyor? Well, when I left school, I didn't go to university. But many years later, I think I was 30, I did postgraduate studies at Reading University. And that's where I qualified. And came straight back, or did you work over there for a while? No. We have worked in Australia and New Zealand in our past, but, no, I, as soon as I qualified, um, my son was born, actually, so that was the end of my studies. And yeah, back here. And back here. Now, we need to talk about a cassette
0: and a Land Rover and a journey to India via all sorts of places that you probably can't drive through these days so easily. Tell us about your great expedition and your cassette of Rick Wakeman. Right, well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, um, a, friend of my, a good friend of mine and uh, we still meet, uh, called Willie Black. We had a Land Rover a Series 3 short wheelbase, had a tent on the roof, and because we were going through, we were leaving here in January, we had two spare wheels, one on the bonnet, one on the back door, with ch- with ch- snow chains on, just in case. However, we um, we didn't encounter any snow, nor did we encounter any punctures, so they came back in, in whole. We set off from here in January, went through Europe, passed through Yugoslavia as it was then, down through Greece, Turkey, entered into Iran. Uh, I knew a girl in Iran, I, an American girl, I'd met her in in um, Kenya the year earlier and she said well come and visit us which we did. Then we took a southern route bypassing Afghanistan into Pakistan, Balochistan and up to Lahore across over into India. And we had intended going down to Bombay and Calcutta, but as soon as we got onto the roads in India, they were packed with people and animals. So we had to abort um, Calcutta and B- Bombay, but we had in mind to go, over to, uh, obviously, to Delhi, Agra. We wanted to go over to Darjeeling, um, which we did. We got up at 5 a.m. one morning to see the sun rise over the third highest mountain, which is called Katinjunga. Then we went, traversed Nepal, back into India, back through Pakistan, this time through Afghanistan, and back through Iran, Turkey, and then into into civilization down on um, on the coast of Turkey and Greece. What
0: an adventure. And as I said at the top of that, those countries, so many of them would be far more difficult to visit these days and far more dangerous, I'm guessing. And obviously, no mobile phones, no satellite phones, your people back
2: here probably didn't hear from you until, what, you got back to Europe? Yeah, we said goodbye to my mum, dog, and my dad down here. And next time I contacted them, apart from postcards, was when we arrived back in Greece four months later. And if it's anything like these days,
0: you probably got back before some of the postcards. <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But there was a cassette on board,
2: a few, just a few bits of yeah. music on board. And we're going to draw on one of those for... Tune 3. Yeah. Well, we had very limited space on the Land Rover. I think we probably had... In fact, we were swapping cassettes with other Overlanders as we met them. But one that we did keep was Rick Wakeman's Journey to the Centre of the Earth. We had that and we played it over and over and over again any of those tracks but one in particular was the battle which was quite good well we'll play that in just a second but it must have felt a bit like you were doing the
0: journey to the center of the earth in all these amazing countries i say, I take it vast majority you'd never been to before no apart from europe apart from the european so let's have that the battle from rick Wakeman's journey to the center of the earth My guest, Guy, Guy Thompson, MBE, took us on a journey yesterday, not to the centre of the earth, although it must have seemed a bit like it with Rick Wakeman playing out of the old cassette recorder. Rick Wakeman's journey to the centre of the earth, yesterday's tune, Guy, but and you got to know him when
2: he was here, yeah. when he came over. Yes, it was really nice. I got to know him, his mother, yeah. his son Adam and Nina. Yeah. How long did he live here? Do you know? Oh, I would only be guessing f- five Yes, so a few, a few years, yeah, a few years, a few years. years,
0: and was very much part of the community mm. across the island. Which, yes, uh, yeah. So, how
2: did you bump into him? I did a job for him. Ah, as uh, a surveyor. Uh, yeah, I, I designed his studios. Oh, lovely. Yeah, in um, Glen Vine. Yeah, so it was really good. I, I knew he took. He was uh, took part in the service of the local church as well. So he did actually was very much part of the community at that time. and and he didn't get you playing the piano again. No. I don't think he dared. <laughs> Three <laughs> blind mice on
0: Rick Wakeman's piano. That would have been something. That would have been something else. When you first started organising the scouting here on the Isle of Man, did you feel that it was going to grow the way it has done? Because it has been a phenomenal
2: success. Has it exceeded your expectations? Well, not just me, of course. We've got a very, very strong team of leaders and volunteers. I have resigned from my post as island Commissioner. I'll be here till July because I felt the need to concentrate more on scouting in schools, which is what I'm going to be doing uh, for the next few years. Which is obviously a time-consuming job. I couldn't do two. But no, we've um, we've built up lots and lots of our volunteers have risen above what they used to do. Uh, we've sent leaders off Ireland to get extra qualifications in archery and kayaking and other activities like that climbing and so yeah it's been a massive team effort we have a very very strong board of trustees and most of them are scout leaders but not all and they are very encouraging Uh, we've got funds in the bank we need help from benefactors as far as rainbow scouts are concerned because that that form of scouting is completely free so obviously we are unable to fundraise we're unable to um, stand on street corners with uh, and do activities like that uh, so what we do is simply go to our benefactors and they've been most, most generous Now just remind me
0: because I'm, um, you've got rainbow scouting which is not the same as the rainbows
2: who are a uh, younger set altogether Ah, no, well the, ra- the rainbows they, they are in girl guiding Yes, yes, so we're not associated with them. But
0: the rainbow scouts the scouting that you're doing is open to boys and girls Oh yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, scouting used to be just boys. Uh, then I think nineteen seventy six girls started to um, come into scouting, and I don't think it was until the early two thousands that it was fully girls were fully integrated. So yes, girls are a very strong part of our scouting ethos these days.
0: And do you find it's a it's a better mix for that. It's a healthier environment for that.
2: Yeah, much so. Yeah, and of course we have a lot of. Um, Female scout leaders as well, um, and and to be a leader actually, incidentally, it's um it used to be some quite some years ago before my time they had uh, an upper age limit of I think it was sixty or it could have been sixty five, and all of a sudden they lost a load of leaders, good leaders, so now uh, the minimum age of course is eighteen, but there's no upper age, so if if you're eighty years old you can volunteer for scouting, how about
0: that? So I know you always need new blood in the helping arena. Who should they get in touch
2: with? You? Yes. Yep. That's <laughs> Perfect. the easiest. Perfect. But we, we have scouts.im, yep. you know, So that it. and we have Facebook's pages. So, yeah, we're all over the place. But don't
0: think you can't. You can. And there's no upper age limit anymore. <laughs> well done. I'm delighted about that. We are looking at an era uh, for this final record. I remember the posters. I remember the movie. I remember thinking, I must go to America to see how all this works. Born to be wild. The whole sort of, I don't know, it was motorbikes. It
2: was the desert highways. You tell me more. Easy Rider was an Album and, of course, um, film that was immensely popular and somewhat controversial in those days. I think it was the mid-60s, I'm not sure, late 60s. And the album itself had the likes of uh, The Birds. And one of the birds in those days was David Crosby, who went on to Crosby, Stills and Nash. Jimi Hendrix, Mm. uh, Roger McGuinn was in it, um, and also Steppenwolf. Now, Steppenwolf, title of a song, is Born to be Wild." And in the movie, they were, driving, they were riding their Harley Davidsons. Well, some years later, the film actually prompted me to go out and buy a Harley Davidson, which I did. I have had motorcycles since I was 16, but they've always been small capacity Japanese bikes. And in those days, a motorcycle license was just that. You could... Pick up any motorcycle, so I bought the Harley Davidson. I'd never sat on a big machine before, and off I went. And that was it—you know, no training, nothing, no no I didn't need them because I had a motorcycle license. But um I kept it for quite a few years. I used to take my son to school on the back of it and bring him home, in, in on decent days. So it was a great machine, but frankly, it was too heavy for me. And my my wife does a lot of yoga, and she said, "Well, why don't you come to yoga?" So I actually went to yoga to see if I could loosen up some of my old bones. <laughs> which um, which did, I think, help. And uh, yeah, I sold the motorcycle a couple of years ago. It's just um, getting too heavy for me. I remember those two
0: characters on their choppers. They had the chopped Harley Davidson. Yeah. It was an iconic poster. Yeah. It was everywhere mm. coffee shops, everywhere. Well, we are got to finish up with something from that. Could I just say thank you for everything you do, Guy? Congratulations on the MBE. Here's to working with more children of various needs right across the Isle of Man, and you're selling the idea to people across. They're picking up on it, which is brilliant. Talk us into this last track. It is Steppenwolf. It is. Born to be wild. I think you are, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: And whatever comes our way, yeah, darling, go make it happen. Take the world in a loving place, Fire all of your guns at the and explode into space. I like smoking lightning, heavy metal thunder, racing.
0: track. Wonderful. Born to be wild, Steppenwolf. No, it's not TT, not quite yet. But it was Guy Thompson, MBE, my MyTunes guest all this week. Thank you, Guy, and keep on doing what you're doing. It is hugely appreciated. Keep coming back here. Don't forget, for more MyTunes podcasts, in fact, podcasts of all shapes and sizes, and join me whenever you can for the morning show on Manx Radio, 9.30 to 12. I'm Mark Tiley. Hope to see you soon.